Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Lou Gowen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. One day removed from No Fans Monday. How the devil are you? Oh, I'm afraid. <laughs> Not afraid. I'm afraid. 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 Defraid. It's scary times we're living in. Oh, oh how are you, how's your neck, man? Oh, well, you know, uh, the doctors said uh, that I would be fine. They actually, their exact words were, there are bigger fish to fry, please get out of our hospital. This is outrageous. Yeah, well, you know, there's busy times for them at the moment. I got uh, hit in the face by 17-year-old Callum Newman. WrestleTalk scholarship winner Callum Newman, this is how he thanked us, uh, was to hit me in the face. By accident. Well, yeah. I, I think and we put like, the blame on Davy here. David Starr did pull me in the way so that Callum would, you know, take me out. And then that led to a big brawl. If you don't know what we're talking about, go and watch the excellent No Fans Monday that took place uh, yesterday in Great Portland Street in London in front of no fans whatsoever. Cracking night of wrestling. Yeah, I guess we'll talk about it more in the outro, mm. uh, so we can get into this non-episode of Raw. <laughs> well, I suppose it's an episode of Raw that we're just going to have to get used to, I guess. Like, you know, four new minutes of actual wrestling uh, on this show. I thought there was too much wrestling <laughs> for me, yeah. It's like the podcast, and people would be like, Do you know what? I like the intros and the outros, but that middle portion when you talk about wrestling really gets in the way of things. Well, let's find out what we thought of the show and ask the question, will WrestleMania actually happen or go ahead? And was The Undertaker a bit more badass this week? Yes. Here is the show. Really going to talk about Raw today because there's not much Raw to talk about. 
about two hours of the show was made up entirely of either video packages, which were very well produced and edited, and the men's Royal Rumble match in its entirety. Yeah. Just like on SmackDown on Friday when they played the tag team elimination chamber match. In full. In full. Uh, so we're actually going to open up with this question. After WWE's statement that they put out last night, very inconsiderate of my energy levels, after No Fans Monday. Well, what they were doing is they were hoping that the excellence of No Fans Monday will have overshadowed any news that they put out. I think they thought, well, let's see how this one <coughs> does. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cough there, but yeah. sorry. Yeah, if you haven't seen No Fans Monday, Luke took a bump. Yeah, I got uh, hit by uh, Callum Newman. Uh, really, you know, we talked about in the podcast intro, it was David Starr's fault. He pulled me in the way uh, before their match. Their excellent match. I, I, I watched it uh, from the hospital after I was taken there to the local medical facility. Mm -hmm. um, and I watched the rest of it on my phone. But the doctors did say to me, there are bigger fish to fry. Please get out of here. So I just sort of sat in the waiting room yeah. for a little bit. And then they gave me this and told me to get out basically priorities priorities yeah. so last night wrestlemania was announced to not be happening in tampa bay anymore it's going to go ahead in the performance center just like smackdown did just like raw did with a skeleton crew we don't read it like limited personnel they said that's the way they're putting and it, it's yeah. going to go ahead on the wwe network which interestingly says to me that they didn't get a buyer. That was one of Vince McMahon's big things in the Q1 investor, or the Q4 investors call in January. Apparently, one of the many clashes between him and the second and third most powerful people in the company, Michelle Barrios and George Wilson. Have I got those names the right way? Yes, well? you did, yeah, yeah. Who were let go uh, quite no, dramatically. Michelle at the end Wilson of... and George Barrios. Yes, that's what I said. Did right? you? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm very I'm, tired. I know. It all, it all seems so long ago now. They, they were both let go, yeah, which does seem about four years ago with all the stuff that's transpired in the last month and a half. Um, so the, yeah, so, so WWE announced that last night and what we got our, our first, well, second real taste of what that will look like. No fans there. Yes. Uh, and it's not just from a production creative standpoint that it is a bit weird. I, I actually quite enjoyed the Rey Mysterio Andrade match. Yeah, it was, well, yeah, for the, the four minutes that we got to see, yeah. I, I would have been happy for that to go 10 minutes. Yeah. To, to d double the length there. Mm. I, I was totally fine. I was amazed by how genuinely into the No Fans Monday I was. I oh, wasn't yeah. really sure what it would be like. None of us were. But I was as into it as I was any other wrestling show I've seen live. I was texting a friend of mine today because we were talking about the, the WrestleMania situation. And I said, like, it's going to be... A bizarre WrestleMania. It's gonna, we're going to look back on this WrestleMania in 10 years' time as this, like, whoa, what a weird, weird time that was. But about two matches into No Fans Monday, I didn't notice the, the crowd wasn't there. Mm. And I just got so invested in all of the, the action and the drama that was happening that I didn't notice that there was no crowd reaction. Yeah. Mainly because I was reacting myself. The, the other issue that's arising is how realistically safe is it to have that many people. We had, I don't know, 30, 40 people there yesterday. Um, I, you know, we can cut down on that. But WrestleMania, you've got a 16-match card. That's yeah. what's been planned. You've got the, the, the Battle Royal. You've got multi-man matches. 16 matches doesn't mean 32 people for one-on-one -on -one stuff. It's like 
You got upwards of 60, 70 people wrestling. Well, you got the Battle Royal. There's about 70 people in that. Exactly. So there's so, so much stuff to concern yourself with health-wise and safety-wise in this current climate. I guess you could stagger it where you do quarantine people off into just cancel the Battle Royal. That's a terrible idea, I think. Mm -hmm. But you could have, okay, Edge and Randy Orton are going to work together. They arrive at the performance center. Don't talk to anyone. Here's your room. You stay together. And that's it. That They only yeah. interact with each other. Same with all the other matches. The crew are separate to them. Maybe, you know, Triple H isn't even going round and checking in on people. He's video conferencing. Yeah. There is a safe way to do it, but you, you're going to have to drastically alter it. Plus, it's a five, six hour event, WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. I think what we saw on Raw and what we saw on SmackDown actually has potential. I'm quite excited about how wrestling can reinvent itself in these times. But that format will not sustain interest over three hours. Well, yeah, and the, the problem that we've got is that, so the, the report that's come out, uh, it was on Wrestling Observer Radio today, was that on SmackDown, they had a lot more wrestling that was going on. They had, you know, more matches. But apparently Vince didn't like it. Didn't like the fact that there was no crowd reaction. So it was just kept to a minimum on this show, which is why we got four minutes of wrestling on this match in a four minutes of new wrestling on this show you know in this three hour show four minutes of new wrestling and that might be the standard that continues forward it's just yeah we just get very minimal wrestling we just get a lot of promos a lot of video packages and stuff from the archives but i don't know how long you can sustain that and keep people watching surely you need to be creating new content to get people to stick around and come back the following week i totally agree and it's also a case and you can go into this a lot more than i can because mm. that's what your news is about in a bit is how wh whether this is actually the plan whether wwe mm. are really going to hold wrestlemania at the performance center indeed yeah so they announced yesterday that hey WrestleMania is going to be the performance center in front of no fans. However, a uh, WrestleVote prior to that announcement said that the idea of doing it at the performance center was low on the priority list of what they would like to do. Apparently, it was Vince's least favorite option, which is interesting then because Fight Oracle, who have got, you know, whoever it is, has got a very good track record of scoops. He, oh, they, I should say, were the first people to report that Edge was going to make an in-ring return that Drew and Charlotte were penciled um, to win the Rumbles. Um, CM Punk was in talks with Fox for backstage. Fighter, is this a Reddit account or a it's Twitter account? It's a Twitter account, account mm. um, which Meltzer had also reported as well. So they have had quite a lot of sort of like, they, uh, they're few and far between, but they do make them. And their report is that essentially, this announcement is an insurance scam. In so many words, because WWE's insurance policy for WrestleMania is that you cannot cancel this show. <coughs> Sorry, thank you. You cannot cancel the show and get all your money back. So you have got to do everything you can to make sure the show happens. So what WWE have done is they have announced, hey, we're moving it from Raymond James Stadium to the Performance Center with the idea in mind that the Orlando government will step in and say, you can't do it there either. Ooh. because then they can go back to the insurer and say, look, we tried everything we could. We tried, yeah. we tried to do it in two different locations. They wouldn't let us do it. So money, please. 
So it's another game of chicken. It's another game of chicken. It's, uh, essentially, it's what Fight Oracle is saying. The actual plan, according to this you know, report, which we don't know, like he even says himself, or they even say it himself, could be just rumor and innuendo. But the plan at the moment is they're going to do WrestleMania at Madison Square Garden on June 7th. Or wow. June, June 5th or 7th, I think it is. But that's the plan they've currently got in mind. We are actually going to postpone WrestleMania to June. And it is, this is all just a ruse. If that is the case, if that's the case, and hopefully the world is in a better place where we can go ahead with that mm -hmm. in in June, I, you know, I'm, I'm sort of leaning towards the pessimistic outlook and that this is going to be the way for six months at, at, at the minimum, mm -hmm. really. So I don't see that happening. But if that is the case, what an amazing homecoming that will be. Yeah. It's not as big as the arena shows at Madison Square Garden. No, What's that, why like 20,000, 20, 30,000? It's why they stopped doing WrestleMania there. And I did, all my, a lot of my favorite WrestleMania memories are in MSG. Yeah. A lot of my favorite wrestling memories are linked to Madison Square Garden. SummerSlam 98, Rumble 2000. Yeah, so imagine, how, and, and in New York as well, that there's so much, New York I feel is, is almost the globe's home <laughs> for overcoming adversity. Whether, you know, after 2009-11 and 2001, and WWE were the first mass public gathering after that. Yeah, just a couple of days later. So if WWE can pull that off, I think That'll be something incredibly special. Yeah, I completely agree. And really, like, you've got you've to hand it to them. If this is an insurance scam, it's quite a genius one as well, really. It's just like, hey, guys, look, we tried everything. We tried everything. You, you, know, you asked us to do this. We managed to do it, even though in their minds, they've got no intention of doing this. So, so you think, uh, because I... I to, to me, it's, it's quite a good strategy because there's no massive, well, of course, there's a huge downside, but compared with all the bad options, you've got yourself a little good position there because either Orlando shuts you down and you've got, you know, you get the insurance money and you get to push this back, or you go ahead with it anyway and you've done it. Yeah. You know, you don't really lose any face. But what do you think if, if the Orlando government don't step in? Well, according to, so this is what I was going to point out as well, conversely, Meltzer saying something else. Mm. So Meltzer is saying that Vince and co have no idea when they're going to be able to put on live shows again with an audience. Like it might not happen until November. Like that's, you know, they're, they're in sort of like those sort of crisis mode meetings. So Vince's mindset currently is just to get WrestleMania in over and done with. Because once WrestleMania is over and done with, then you can make new plans. And your new plans of doing eight months of no fan shows mm -hmm. and what those will look like and what stories we're going to tell on those but they need to get wrestlemania out the way so there's kind of there are two conflicting reports on this so it's either it's either happening with no fans or it's going to get postponed until june i love how we keep finding ourselves in this mindset global pandemic there or not i feel like every year we just need to get wrestlemania <laughs> out of the way <laughs> And now even Vince is thinking it. I know. We just need WrestleMania. Roman can win, and we can we can go into the era of oh god damn it, Brock. Yeah, it's Survivor Series all over again. We just need to get through Survivor Series, and then actual storylines can start again. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, let's get into the show mm -hmm. because this if 
WWE do actually put on WrestleMania in this environment, this is what it's going to look like. Yeah. So it opened with uh, the... Actually, should we just skip to the American Badass stuff? Yeah, first? let's skip to the, the AJ stuff, because it came like well, you know, two hours Pretty into much, the show. Yeah. Uh, which, after all the Royal Rumble stuff. Yeah. Uh, so get the Undertaker entrance. Yeah. But it's not an Undertaker entrance as normal. Sure, you've got the purple lights. Sure, you've got the music. But it is one pissed off Undertaker in a bandana, topless. I think he was wearing a beanie. Beanie, storming down to the ring, no slow march, gets straight into the ring. He's going to have a contract signing with AJ Styles. Jerry Lawler's in there and he just flips the table because there's no contract there. Like he's, oh, I'm so angry. Jerry Lawler scuppers. Why didn't Lawler notice that? Well, Lawler's standing there for this contract signing, looking at an empty table, and like, well, this seems normal for a contract signing. Uh, it was dark. <laughs> the Undertaker's entrance. He was so distracted. It was low lit. Um, so you are very much in the, the mindset that this is American badass Undertaker. I am not in the mindset, but it is interesting considering where we were last week. Yeah, this is a more real... This is... Not The Undertaker. This is Mark Calloway, the wrestler who plays a character called The Undertaker. I know you believe in this right here. <laughs> so it's not American Badass coming down on a motorbike being like, this is my dog, dead man, corporate. None of that. It's just, hello, my name is Mark. You've said some smack about my wife. I'm now going to hit you upside the head. Yes. That's one way of looking at it. So I guess this is a version of The Undertaker we haven't seen before. Hey, this is a, a brand new gimmick for him. We've had the Phenom, we've had the Dead Man, we've had the American Badass. Yeah. Now, Mark. Mark. <laughs> Mr. Calloway. Yeah. Oh, I wish he went corporate. Not corporate ministry, no. but corporate, <laughs> like Kane went corporate. Yeah, coming down in slacks. <laughs> Imagine The Undertaker in a suit. <laughs> So, yes, this was more real Mark. He didn't come down here to do the Undertaker entrance. He came down here to sign a contract so he could get his hands on AJ Styles because AJ Styles talked smack about his wife last week. Yes, uh, but AJ wasn't there. He was backstage uh, with the OC and they he, he sort of had a Titan Tron battle. I like their Titan Tron setup. Yeah. It's just this enormous screen. It's a but, huge AJ face. But it's not enormous to the level of normal Raw. It's like... The biggest TV you'll find <laughs> in PC world. In Dixon's. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this 80 inch where I'm like, I, you know, if I got out a few credit cards, yeah. I could have that TV. Do you need that in your house? I don't know. An I, I do think there's too much wall <laughs> on show. I think your wall is 80 inches, I wanna isn't see, it? I want to see, I want to well, be on touch your fridge. <laughs> yeah, we won't be able to, the fridge door will only open this much. <laughs> I can't get to my charcoal-infused water. But the resolution, Luke. <laughs> so it's, it, it was an interesting promo. Uh, AJ continued slagging off Undertaker's wife, saying it's Michelle McCool who's making him come back. Yep. Uh, but he also said that, you know, we don't want you around here anymore. Brought up the whole part-timer thing. They are making an effort to make this a real feud. Yeah. For me, when you make it a real feud, I actually want to think it's a real feud, but I, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at this, and I, I am enjoying both guys' work, actually. 
I, I'm particularly enjoying how Taker has changed his appearance in this episode uh, to a more badass version. But I feel like I'm watching two people play it real as opposed to yeah. real. Yeah, I also think one of my big problems I've got with this feud currently is I've already seen Taker beat him. Mm-hmm. Like, twice, yeah. twice, you know, effectively. Like the he lost a Saudi showdown to one of the worst choke slams in living memory after AJ had done nothing. Like AJ didn't wrestle a match against Truth. He just beat Truth. Mm. Then Undertaker came down to the ring, slowly giving AJ even more time to recover, and beat him while wearing a hat. Like, it was no effort for The Undertaker to win. Yeah. Which I really do think has killed a lot of interest in this feud because, you know, Undertaker, he's, he's got new motivation to beat him now because of the, the Michelle McCool stuff. But there's a big disconnect in this feud now. This doesn't feel like it's, this is a first time ever thing because I've already seen Undertaker beat him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Maybe that means AJ is going over eventually. I think, I think, I think AJ's got to go over in this match. Yeah, which means Taker's winning. But <laughs> AJ would not go down to the ring to give Taker the contract. He made Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows go. Yeah. They were so good at comedy. You know, Great, it's just yeah, little yeah. goofy, cowardly heel stuff. And uh, Carl and Luke come down, they put the contract on the apron and squirm back. Lights cut out, yep. lights come back on, Undertaker's behind them, and he beats up two guys whose combined age is probably his. <laughs> they, yeah. Maybe slightly more, but yeah, but yeah, I get your point. But yeah, he just beat them up, and then he and AJ sort of had the stare-off, because AJ's still up on the screen, and Taker's just staring at this giant AJ face, mm. like Zordon. I, I was just thinking that, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, th- th- there was the logic hole of, well, th- there could be three of you now beating up Taker. Yeah. Like, why didn't AJ attack Taker while he was beating up Anderson? Because he's scared of Taker. He's already beaten him. Yeah, uh, I guess so. But I, I, I thought the promo work, it's so hard to criticise yeah, yeah. this show because they're, they're, they're really thinking, not thinking on their feet, because I imagine a lot of thought and preparation went into this episode just because it's the first time you've done this. This didn't feel like a Vince show either. This felt very Triple H done, especially mm. that main event segment. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, they don't know what works until they do it. So I'm hoping if WWE can still make television in a couple of weeks, they would have refined this down. Yeah, I mean, I think that some of the stuff that was on this show, in particular this segment, was the plan that they had last week. Mm. This was the plan they had for this contract signing. Almost probably word for word, beat for beat, what they had planned to do. So they just did the same thing, but just did it with no fans in attendance. Yeah. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'd like to say thank you to our Patreon pledge hammers who've donated over $25. Like in these tough times, these sort of uh, patronage uh, are really, really helping the channel. In fact, actually, some people on our Patreon said, could you give my patronage this much to the um, No Fans Monday Fund, mm. which has been really kind. It's been very nice to the people. Uh, so to give a shout out to tantalizing Travis Manktelo. Whoa, all-star Chuck Taylor. Yeah. Turner. Turner. Chuck, Chuck Taylor. It's quite far away. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the second coming, Kev Jr. Yeah. Becky's favorite brother, James Lynch. Yep. Woo. Let's have a drink, Christopher Travis Merriman. Thank you, Chris. Duncan, just Duncan. He's just Duncan. Uh, Ken, I'm not eligible to get a case of free craft beer de Leon. You're still Benny not, Ken. Sato, manipulating Manny Omaria. Good Thank name, you. mate. The Hunter, Tyler Bailey. Whoa, Chris. Hellfire Brimstone, yes. Wow, what a name. He's not a sexy man. He's an, a sorry, he's a sexy man, not an Andrew Gross man. Woohoo. And Ari the Boozerweight Feldberg. Thank you all Thank so you, much. Everybody. And give a shout out to, on the Soup Soup Super Chats, the mod mother, Jenna, and in the chat, Garage Art with a V, Les, the best, Dawood, and Tomo, Tomo, who's there as a backup, but also thank you to the moderators and everyone who made yesterday such a smashing success as well. We had moderators in there who gave up their free time just to make sure no one was posting links to porn sites in, uh, you know, in this sort of charity event thing. So thank you all so much. Like people need to know where to find porn. Uh, let's get into your su 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 super chats. Uh, Undertaker on the subject of Paddy LaAndy out of his cage. I laughed when The Undertaker came out with his old fast walk, flipped the table, and then realised he needed the mic that was on the table. <laughs> well, he didn't need to really cut a promo because he just needed to just stare up AJ and just shout, like, they're going to hear you. <laughs> I preferred when they just cut to a commercial. <laughs> I was like, so I want to watch... No, I know. He, 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 was, he was dramatic there. Yeah. And they, you would never get, if that happened in a boxing press conference, you would not cut away. <laughs> no. You would stay on what was happening. It's very weird. I, I very rarely get to write ad break in when I'm describing a, a, an interview segment. Yeah. Very rarely get to write that. Uh, Ket, they keep on beating Gallows and Anderson like drums. Wish they hadn't re-signed. Well, you know, I'm sure their ginormous houses would disagree. Um, yeah, I'm sure they. I'm sure they do. And let's be honest, uh, we, you know, last year we critiqued them a lot as well. I think, you know, 
creatively. It's a huge mistake re-signing with WWE and how they've booked them since. But we always said one of the reasons they would have stayed is for the money, because it's a big deal, and the security. Yeah. And that was during a time where you know you couldn't really understand that. Like, why would they do that? Well, look at it now. Look at all the wrestlers who haven't got work at the moment. Uh, I don't know how AEW would have structured that deal, but they're going to be okay. They're going to be paid their downside guarantee. Yep. They've got families to support, so they're getting beaten like drums. It's unfortunate, but sometimes you've got to support your family more. And sometimes, like Ricochet made a, a tweet last week uh, with a lot of people saying, like, you know, it sucks to see you buried by Brock. It sucks to see you beat by Riddick and then being on main event. And he was like, you know what? I don't really care. Uh, as, long as, I'm on, as long as I'm out there and I'm resting and I'm entertaining people, I don't really care where I am on the card. Oh. <laughs> uh, the Adnap 2. Samoa Joe really does have a WrestleMania curse. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Someone actually, there was an amazing tweet I saw today that said that Rey Mysterio's also got a WrestleMania curse. Really? Like, he has had, like, you know, a decade plus worth of WrestleMania matches. Only two of them have ever gone over more than 10 minutes. The majority of them have gone under five minutes. There are some of them, like, the really big ones, he's missed because of injury. And then, like, there's this one, there's no fans there. David Thompson, will planned returns still happen at WrestleMania? Uh, I guess you mean Edge and... Well, I don't know what other returns are planned. Well, I mean, yeah, let's go. You had Cena. Like, well, you might have done like uh, returns in the Battle Royal, like you might have brought mm. out Lars or you know Nia or someone like that for the the, the yeah. Brodus Clay Royal. was booked. Uh, no, I, d I don't think so. Just just focus on the the biggest things you've already announced. Yeah, Everything yeah. else you gotta you gotta drop it like it's hot. Yes. Uh, KML. It's ratings war. Ticket attendance for WrestleMania zero. On a more serious note, stay healthy and safe, my friends. We did draw Me as too. many people uh, to No Fans Monday as WrestleMania. Matthew Robinson. Also, you need to have matches, not have any commercial breaks, and have the best matches to give people something. Yeah, I think, if anything, No Fans Monday proved, it's you need very good wrestling mm -hmm. in the ring. Stuff that looks slick. Yeah. You can't see the joins. It's got to make great sounds. The wrestlers themselves can bring so much in a different way by verbally shouting at each other. Yeah, it, it's so weird. Have you seen the footage from SmackDown where they just stop wrestling in the ad mm. breaks? They literally just stop. And then, unfortunately, the international broadcast saw all of this. And then they just wait and wait for the commercial break to come back, and then they just start the match. If you're structuring your matches that way, that means the matches have no flow. They're not telling any form of story. They are just perfunctory mm. they're just there to, to serve a, to fill time if you're going to have wrestling matches in front of no audience it's got to mean something you've got to go out there and really deliver on something in order to keep an audience engaged i mean i'm just spitballing ideas why don't you bring a judging panel in yeah 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 it's an idea well, i don't know and then and then the, at least the wrestlers are playing to something yeah and there's a an inbuilt mechanic there um Matthew Robinson again, I think they should have matches in different stadiums around the world and try and pull all the stops to distract people that it is a good show. But if you can't get stadiums then, yeah. like, that's and the problem. Travel. Like, yeah, the travel. Yeah, you can't do any of that. Yeah, you can't do any of that, yeah. The AdNap 2, last one for the moment. Vince once piped in crowd noise when Raw was in Japan because he was thrown off by the Japanese crowd. Of course, a culture that doesn't traditionally cheer and, and be as vocal as US audiences. What chance does the PC have? 
Yeah, well, uh, you said it yourself on Friday's show when you were doing your madcap booking of WWE Bunker or whatever it was. Pandemic. Pandemic was to pipe in crowd noise, pipe in canned laughter, I think was a suggestion you made at one point. Spitballing ideas. (laughs) You were riding a wave of success because we'd have managed to arrange No Fans Monday in the space of what felt like eight hours we'd mm. put together our whole thing you were like I could do anything <laughs> pipe in any noise putting coffee into my eyeballs <laughs> you did, do you like your Americano Luke <laughs> uh, so the actual show itself opened with Jerry Byron and Tom uh, Grisham in the in the Todd ring. Todd Grisham, Tom Phillips, Todd Phillips, uh, and they called it. I, I said this in the review: the most unique edition of Monday Night Raw in history. And so often does WWE's bullcrap hyperbole get to me. You know, greatest ever, greatest of all time, most crazy thing we saw yeah. ever last week. This, I, I was like, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was uniquely odd. Um, but yeah, it's it's bizarre because I I do think this can work. I mm. really do think this no fan edition, just doing the show as you normally would, but with no crowd reaction. I really do think could work, but it's not going to work in this current guise, which is just half the show is the the men's Royal Rumble. Granted, it would have been the most people have actually seen that men's Royal Rumble because the the viewing figures on TV are higher than they were on the network. Yeah. So that's a that's a plus in some ways. But also, I'd be very curious to see what the ratings pattern for it is. Because according to the ratings pattern from SmackDown, as soon as they started recap, as, you know, as soon as they started doing the Elimination Chamber match from uh, the, the tag one, people stopped watching. Mm. People tuned out of it because either it's something they've already seen or it's archive footage and therefore it's not going to draw as well. I mean, I don't know about you. I skipped it. I skipped it. They need to watch it, mate. I've already yeah. seen it. Uh, so, I, th- I mean, I think... You can't do this for three hours every week. No. However, I think you can produce a really decent one-hour show. Yeah. Every week. Absolutely and, you and, can. And just say to USA Network, look, we can give you archive stuff. We can start running um, stuff we've already made for the network. The Ruthless Aggression series, the Monday Night War documentaries. Yeah. Have that run through you know, the next three months. You, you, hour one, hour two. Last hour, or whatever hour you want, is is Monday Night Raw? Yeah, and you can you can put it that because one hour of TV time is 40, 44 minutes of content you can easily make stuff for that. And the benefit of this, Meltzer pointed this out in the Wrestling Observer Radio today, you can film all of that in one go. Exactly. Like, why didn't WWE pre-tape a load of stuff from this episode? Why? go fly people out there or travel people out to the performance center next week to film more stuff. You could have filmed four weeks worth of content, you know, after this. Because it's not going to leak out. It's not like there's no fans in attendance to write reports and send them to Meltzer and Mike Johnson. It'll be a really good way to see who the mole is. Exactly. So you could have just filmed loads of content Mm. that then fills your TV time up for the next few weeks. And I actually, I I don't know if they're going to do this. I hope it's what AEW do. Yeah, I really hope that's what AEW do this week, and I, you know, I hope WWE do the same thing. Well, it's safer, of course. You're, you're limiting the amount of travel people have to do, the amount of interaction they have to have with each other, but also, 
that could, you know, we, 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 to peel back the curtain, we here have spent all morning figuring out how to carry on if we, if the government says you cannot leave the house anymore. Yeah. That's what's happened in Italy. You get, a, you get fined a thousand euros if you leave the house. It's about 10 quid. Exactly. So it's about, no, it's like three grand <laughs> sterling. It's the other way around for us. Uh, so we, we, you know, we're working like that. I mm. don't know why WWE and much bigger, or, well, maybe sometimes bigger organizations aren't as, in, as flexible, but you, you should really be thinking, crap, let's get as much stuff in the can as possible. Yeah, while we've got, this, while we've got the opportunity. Yeah. Because come next week, you might not have that chance. Like, the, the, how crazy things have changed in the last seven days. Who knows what the next seven days are going to hold? Yeah, last Wednesday, last Wednesday, we had normal AEW. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, two days later, SmackDown was in an empty arena. That's insane. Uh, ne never, never lived through a time like it. It's, it's, it's re really, really fascinating. Um, but the other thing, the other strength that they can really lean on here, and this was the, the big, big plus of the show for me, the goddamn promos. Oh, yeah, great promo work. Great promo work from everyone here. Just, and, and, you know, some of the best people on their roster and the past... <laughs> We're cutting promos on this show. Yeah. Kevin Owens, Becky Lynch, Edge. Edge open the show here. AJ. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Like that that's what you've got to lean into. You've got to say, all right, okay, we haven't got the I, I described it as sort of leaning on the crowd. Like the, all of those frills, all of that production stuff is gone now. It's stripped away. When Finn Balor moved back to NXT, he said it was like going from Hollywood where you've got special effects and multiple mm. takes. That's the main roster back to Broadway, where you are just exposed That's naked on a stage yeah. because the crowd aren't as big. It's, it's a lot more intense, a lot more focus. And that's what they've got here. Yeah. So you can't get away with read like getting a scripted promo as a performer yeah. with the whole pause for chant, yeah, yeah, which we right, know yeah. they script in for people. Yep. You've got you've to lean and trust in these incredibly talented people you've got on your roster and just say, cut, them, cut an actual acting performance. Here are some bullet points. Just go out there and cut promo. You can tell that from Owen's promo in particular. That was bullet pointed. And he just come up with this. Edge's one felt the same way. Edge's promo here at the start was absolutely great. Really, that really good stuff. through it. So um, he came out. He kind of interrupted because you had Phillips, Saxton, and, and Lawler there in the ring. And Edge comes out and interrupts them and basically throws a video package to the Randy feud, you know, take and leave it. Um, and then talks about their history and their shared stories. And mm. I love this, he said, we've got one man in common, that's Mick Foley. Yeah, really interesting take. Really interesting take because like, Mick Foley made Randy Orton. You can talk about the Triple H feud all you want, but it's, which really was putting Triple H over. It was the Foley feud that put Randy on the map. That hardcore feud, that battle yeah. they had over the Intercontinental Championship, that really elevated Randy like no one else's business. And Edge had the same thing when Edge did his big heel turn. And he had that feud with Foley that led into that incredibly brutal WrestleMania match mm. with the spear through the flaming table. Like, they have got that man in common. But Edge says, you didn't learn anything from Mick Foley. You didn't learn his important lesson. It's about grit. 
It's about having the guts to stand up. And it was a really interesting dynamic because it wasn't until he said it that I actually did piece those two together. Be yeah. like, wow, they do have that one man in common. And that one man really did everything he could to put you both over. It's a bit like, and I'm, I'm saying this is a good thing, Batman and Superman's mum are both <laughs> called Martha. Yeah. It was, it's, it's a detail staring you in the face. Yeah. I mean, I just, just a historical aside. Mick Foley was hugely responsible for doing the same thing for Triple H. Yeah, he was, yeah. Rumble 2000, as we kind yeah. of referenced earlier. Also, just for the record, Ollie Davis has got on record there saying that he thinks the ending no, to Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, no, is good. It's a great idea. <laughs> no, you, you just said it yourself there. It was perfect, is pretty much what you said there. It truly is the end time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Edge kind of really good promo here. Really good. Like multiple good notes. There mm. was the Mick Foley thing. There was the, the he said, "Look, when Beth Phoenix was gonna come out two weeks ago, when you hit her with an RKO, she was gonna say I was retired." Yeah, she didn't want to have me. She didn't want to see me retire twice. Retire from the thing that I love the most twice. Uh, but then you hit her with an RKO, so I've changed my mind and I'm pissed off now, and I'm gonna come after you. I love as well. You just talked about how like Randy had everything handed to him on a silver platter. Mm. I think it's lines like that get used a lot. Um, you know, David Starr was using it yesterday when he was talking to Callum Newman before Callum hit me in the face, um, which was David Starr's fault. And um, but I, actually, I thought it worked really nicely for Edge here because Randy did come in with this like you know your third third generation or whatever it is you are part of evolution, you're getting this big push, whereas Edge came in and is just like, okay, you're this character, and we're going to put you in a tag team, and then we're going to give you this championship, but really we're just going to put it back onto Cena again. Like, it was, it was very much a nice gesture. But he worked and worked and worked to prove that he could be a legit yeah. champion in that company. Um, yeah, really, really good promo, and it was made better. I genuinely believe this. It was made better by the fact there was no one in that building. It's the same thing with the Fiend-John Cena interaction mm. on SmackDown. That dynamic, like someone described it as a Brechtian play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're from Dum's effect. <laughs> oh, bless is, you. <laughs> that is the isolation alienation technique that Brechtian theatre uses. Oh. Always stuck with me. I love that. They're from Dum's effect. <laughs> it's a German, German term. Uh, the, but yeah, it's... Uh, uh, and, and when you stumble upon something like that, oh, the wrestlers are actually very good actors. And their promos, when done really well, mm -hmm. work better like Yeah, this. totally. Lean into that, man. Yeah. Like, wh why are you actually cutting those promos in front of empty chairs? Why can't you do that in a more appropriate setting? Yeah. In the gym, yeah. you know, like yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah. where it's the, it, where that absence isn't so much of a feature. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Very Just ways they can. Hopefully, they they figure this out and they can develop that. They've got, you know, they've got some time to try and figure this out because mm. this isn't going away anytime soon. Like, you know, SmackDown show is going to be in an empty arena. Raw the following week is going to be in an empty arena. So, we've got time to to figure this out. But I do think we kind of need to like you need to figure it out, not quickly, but. We need to work out what we're doing as opposed to doing four new minutes of wrestling in a three-hour yeah. show. Well, let's, let's get on to that. There was Becky Lynch driving up to the Performance Center in a last kicker truck. How did you feel about this? Because I've seen a lot of, I've seen mm. very mixed reactions to it. I, I thought it was goofy, but in, a, in the best possible way. Um, but I've seen other people think it was dreadful. I've seen some people speculate it was probably going to be her WrestleMania entrance. Uh, possibly. Um, that would have been cool. Yeah. Like it was, it felt right to do it here because it was 316 day. 
but did almost feel like, oh, my hero's going to be here, so I'm going to dress up like him for mm. the show. Yeah, I don't really care, to be honest. Okay. I unfortunately, the, the one thing that's come out from this Becky lynch Shayna Baszler feud is it works on paper, but it's not getting me going. Mm. And that's unfortunate. I don't know why it is either, because Shayna's been booked very strong. Yeah. Maybe it's that Becky comes out one week wearing shades and a stupid coat, and the next week she's taking everything very seriously. That's it. It's been told out. The character has mm. been told out of order. So I don't know where drinking beers with Stone Cold Steve and driving the truck fits into all of this. Like, I like all those ideas, but when you put them together, you, you're, you're taking ice cream and pizza. Yeah. Great on their own. <laughs> Not so good together. How's that fast working out for you? I just want it, man. <laughs> no, the, the, that's, uh, it was an old advert in Vice City. Oh, yeah? They were talking about, you like ice cream? You, like you wouldn't put them together. I can't remember what it was for. Uh, then we had the Taker AJ contract signing. We, of course, had the whole Men's Royal Rumble by this point as well. Mm. And then we got... Your weekly lucha match. <laughs> <laughs> Even coronavirus <laughs> cannot stop lucha people wrestling lucha people. They freaking love it. I did see that in crapping up for Ray vs. Andrade. I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> Yeah, so it was Ray versus Andrade with Asker on commentary. Yeah, of all the foreigners in there. Well, it, it's because she got over like a superstar on SmackDown. Where she, they, the reason why SmackDown was so much fun to watch because it was very much felt like it was a Triple H produced show mm. where it was just Triple. They were like, "Hey, Triple H, just go out there and break kayfabe, will you?" <laughs> and he was like, "Okay, I will." And then they were like, "Hey, Asker, go out there and just be entertaining," and she did. And so it felt like here yeah, they were like, "Gosh, she was so funny on SmackDown. She's got no reason to be in this segment, but." Hey, Asuka, do you want to just go out there and just cheer on Andrade? Just do the whole thing in Japanese so that Jerry Lawler can misinterpret what you're saying and make fun of Byron. I loved it. Yeah, it, it, it didn't was make a so lick of good. Sense. No, didn't it make a lick of great. sense. But you know what? Not everything has to make sense in wrestling. Why don't you just have people out there as guest commentators more? Because then when the guest commentator actually develops a feud with the person in the ring, it feels like, oh, that doesn't happen. You need to set up loads of red herrings beforehand. Makes it feel like a fleshed out, livable universe. Also, as opposed to something very scripted and staged. Also, she was there for a reason, which was to further the uh, women's tag title feud that's setting into WrestleMania mm. that we've got coming up soon. Because you know, they've only got a few weeks left to set up Divas of Doom and Cross and Bliss. So say, she was out there to be asked these questions, but she was just responding in Japanese. While Jerry Lawler would say, I think she said, your uh, suit is cheap, Byron. Mm. Uh, but this was a you know really good match. Yeah, well, good really good. It was for the four minutes we saw. It was good yeah, stuff. It was just slick, and then Ray just won with a splash. Yeah, I was like, oh, wellness policy. I forgot about that strike. <laughs> but apart from Carrillo, like yes. can, not even Carrillo can get. <laughs> not even Carrillo can win with that. Uh, then we got a Becky Lynch promo. It was it was fine. I liked this promo. Yeah, I really really liked it. I thought this was one of her better promos. Um, yeah, I was a big fan of this. I like that I'm the prey that kills their predator. Uh, I thought that was really good. Uh, she talked about Shayna's buddies and how mm. it really annoys them that Becky's the champion. I thought there was some really nice stuff in here. Uh, she's going to prove that Shayna's life is a lie. And again, I thought all of this was great. It's just this story has been muddled because one week she was bitten in the neck, so the next week she was serious, and then the next week she's coming back out as Conor McGregor again. Now we're back to being serious Becky. There's just this disconnect with, with how the story has been told. I also just it jarred with me seeing Shayna backstage watching the monitor. Like mm -hmm. that. It's uh, it was just like 
Oh, your transformation is complete. <laughs> from, from cool NXT person to overproduced, raw, generic Welcome heel. to the main uh, roster. Uh, Kevin Owens got a promo backstage. Um, so, Charlie Caruso was flown in to just ask Kevin Owens, where will you have your match against Rollins? That's exactly it, yes. <laughs> she, uh, her, she was flown in to ask... Uh, ask a question that could be written in a tweet. And she asked that question, which is, hey, Seth Rollins challenged you to a match any place, any time. Where will it be? And so Kevin Owens said, at the Performance Center at WrestleMania. Yeah. I, um, it's, it's weird because, you know, we're, we're thinking about how we would have done No Fans Monday differently, mm. like the next time, if, if we do do it next time. I'm optimistic, though. Uh, and, and the first thing would be, Cut the crew down to its bare minimum. We yeah. had a skeleton crew anyway, but we didn't all need to be there. We were just there to make sure and help out if it was. But you don't need, if you're really being economical, you don't have a backstage interviewer. Mm -hmm. Every person you add into the equation heightens the risk of infection. Yeah, and also... Like, like to a numerical degree. And also the safety, because this peak got beaten up as well. Exactly. So I... I you shouldn't be wasting people like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's I think that's quite irresponsible. Probably just a mistake because they're just you know swamped with replanning everything. Not only that, but, but I think Sarah Schreiber was there as well because there was I went onto their YouTube channel today and there was a backstage thing they did. Where I think it was with Andrade and Sarah Schreiber. Mm. So they flew Sarah in, not Renee, to also shoot an angle for the YouTube channel. They need to be being a lot more you know, mindful of what they're what they're putting out. Yeah. Because you want to limit as much as possible. Um, my laptop's just died. I noticed, yes. Yeah, so do you want me to carry on? Yes, please. Uh, well, we haven't really got much else to talk about, to be honest, because then Austin came out. So... <laughs> it was the best wrestling segment of all time. So next week, we've got Brock, we've got Drew, and we've got Randy. And then Austin comes out, introduces the greatest of all time. Uh, he drinks so much, he falls over. Great, yes. great stuff. Declares uh, this as a national holiday, but there's no one there to say hell yeah back to him. Great comedy stuff. And they actually, like, you go, like, give me a hell yeah. And they would just cut to empty seats. Wait, cut back to Austin. He's like, I said, give me a hell yeah. Cut back, empty seats. Like, it was, it was Seinfeld comedy of, like, we are cutting to this shot specifically to show you this is the punchline. Yeah, and then, then it cut to Byron Saxton, who jumped up on commentary and he just yelled, hell yeah, in <laughs> like the, the goofiest way possible. The biggest dork ever. Uh, and Austin just looks at him quite upset that he's just like, <laughs> I appreciate your enthusiasm there, Byron. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just got so weird. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Raw, what I'm about to describe might sound like a fever dream, but what happened was Austin had cue cards, some of which were upside down, that said Austin 316 days, declaring it a national holiday. Going through what you can do on the national holiday of 316. And then it would cut to Byron at the commentary desk with scorecards of what he thought about those things out of 10. <laughs> I, it was so weird. It went for like 20 minutes. It's very clear what's going on. Like, you know, Byron's rating stuff, 
Austin is reading out of the cue card. But it is so weird <laughs> and wasn't set up. There was no warning. It took me four <laughs> minutes to figure out what was going on. Because Austin goes out and he's just like, on 316 day, you can give people the middle finger. Cuts to Byron holding up a sign that says eight. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Is that the is that how many cases that have spread now? Yeah, it's just like, and then you could also whip ass. Byron gives it a six. A six. Oh, tough crowd. Tough crowd. <laughs> I have no idea what they were thinking, but I I love it. I loved it so much. It was so bizarre. It was such like late, 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 late night stoner TV comedy. Yeah, it was Adult Swim. Yeah. Doing wrestling. It was truly, truly weird. I, I, I absolutely adored it. I, on a, I, I don't know, but, but maybe if there was a crowd there, he had the cue cards and they'd chant what? That's yeah. all I can think of. Because they're all like, dr yeah, dr the speed limit is just a suggestion. What? what? Where, where your boss works for you. What? what? And he could just go through it. But I don't know. And then Byron walks down, gets in the ring, because he said, using four-letter words, and that Byron gave that a five. He gave it a five. He only gave a ten to one of them, which was, uh, there's no speed limit. So the real dangerous one, that's what Byron really liked. Um, and Byron looks scared as he gets into the ring, so he, uh, Austin invites him down, and <laughs> makes fun of his socks. <laughs> He's like, well, you love salmon tire, red socks, gotta get me some of them red socks. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, I'd like to thank you for the depth and fabric you've brought to the ring. <laughs> Calls him a jackass while Lawler and Phillips giggle. Gives him a stunner. Becky comes out for no reason. They drink. Austin's trying to hand her too many beers to hold. They drink beer. The show ends. It was very weird. But again, I... Just have to imagine this is exactly the segment they had planned last week. No. Totally. Like, end the show. How else are you gonna, what else are you going to do with Steve Austin? Just have him come out, be a bit funny, pop a rating, off you pop again. No get, way get, Byron get, was giving ratings. 100% Byron was getting a stunner. 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, may, but maybe, maybe they only chose Byron. Byron is the weird thing in this segment. <laughs> He, he is. Well, it can't be Lawler. He is the thing that they realised they needed someone to stunner five minutes before the segment, and they're like, uh, "Byron could rate the things." And yeah. Like, yeah, sure, let's go with, yeah, that. go with that. Because, like, think that like, you didn't have many people there to take stunners. No. To, you, as, as, presumably, I don't know. Riddick Moss would have come out. Mojo Rawley would have come out. Sami Zayn would have hopped brands again because he was managerial position. Did you see that they did a YouTube exclusive where the Street Profits also came yes. out and got stunners? Which means the Street Profits were also flown in for this show just so Austin could give them stunners for not TV. That's stupid. It's also stupid to stunner your cool tag team champions. Like, I think it's that's... fine, there was no one there. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, just, uh, I know, oh, I want to take a stunner. Like, do you, but don't, don't do it where I can see it. <laughs> just take it when the cameras are up. Uh, but, yeah, I, I... You know what? I wasn't thinking about coronavirus when I was watching this. Excellent point. And, and that's what... Maybe that's why I loved it so much. It was so weird and silly... Yeah. ...that I, I adored it. 
Uh, we can't really give this episode a proper rating. No, did you How do one you? in the uh, in your review, your four-minute review? No, I didn't. No, I, d I don't think you can really. Like, no. How do you score something like this? Shall we get into the super, yes. super, super chats? Starred Shed said, going to be an odd roar after Mania, CM Punk. God, if he makes his return. <laughs> Did you see Punk's tweet about uh, the empty arena yes, mania? Yeah. Very, very good stuff. Uh, Runs Rajan, on the bright side for WWE, they can have Roman win the main event now and no one will boo <laughs> him. I'll find a way, though. Seriously, though, Roman, you know, does have a condition. It's not like his leukemia thing yeah. has left him. So it's... There is that. There is a, a big concern a with immune Roman. System, yeah, yeah. weakened immune system and putting him into this sort of situation. Um, Canamil Probabil. I work for a big company in an early outbreak area in Italy. We were given office home equipment overnight. WWE racks slowly because Vince is the boomer. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and in a country managed by another boomer. Yeah. Uh, all right, WWE miscellaneous, to quote Oliver Davis. Indigo Ray, am I the only one who thought of Daniel Bryan saying drive a Prius when Becky drive, uh, arrived in a gas guzzler? Yeah, come on, Becky, do your bit for the planet. You're yeah. not even towing anything. <laughs> Uh, Kevin, Asuka cheering for Andrade makes me believe this whole bunker mania is coming alive. Have the whole <laughs> roster cheering for their respective allies. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I thought they could do that where you have the wrestlers as the crowd, but if you're trying to cut down on numbers, mm. that's a bad idea. Josh Johnson, is Becky legal to drive that truck? Does she have a CDL? Maybe you need a different kind of license. Well, I'm assuming you would do, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ron's Rajan, don't know why they showed a Royal Rumble replay. I could watch people beating up Byron Saxton for hours at a time. <laughs> I could watch them rate Stone Cold <laughs> cue cards yeah. for an hour. A small Afro Games, Jaron Walker. Fans criticise WWE booking, say the storyline's gone for too long, and complain about a show not being uh, and complain about a show not being put off until the summer. I don't think an off season is realistic either. Don't WWE have TV deals? So I think what what Jaron is trying to say there is that people criticise WWE for not having long term booking, but then when they were talking about delaying WrestleMania to the summer, people said that's too long away. Mm. But I think you've conflated the two things. They're not mutually excuse, uh, exclusive because. They're not currently doing long-term booking. They are extending out feuds artificially. If they were to do it in the summer, they would have to, have to artificially extend it out, which is not the same as long-term booking. Um, Matt Field. When the Royal Rumble was shown, all I wanted to see was Drew eliminate Brock with the big pop, Edge's return, and Drew winning. Hope Luke is okay. Yeah, how's the neck, thing? It's, it's sore. It's mm. quite sore. Um, yeah, I mean, those were some of the better moments of the Royal Rumble. Although it was a really good Rumble match. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Kevin, Edge couldn't do the same promo with a crowd. His voice was low, never stopped talking. Until WrestleMania, they should only have promos and no action. Uh, yeah, I think definitely lean into the promos, lean into pre-produced segments, uh, vignettes, people training, sit-down interviews backstage, anything that's not showing, look, there's no crowd here. Mm. Uh, but, I d you know, it is a wrestling show. Yeah. I do want to see wrestling. Yes, yeah, true. Uh, Alistair Gammond, is it still possible to donate to No Fans Monday, the Rust Talk Showcase? We are working on it. We need to get a link up and running, yeah. really. Yeah. Uh, but the best way to donate at the moment is to go to WrestleTalkShop.com, get yourself WrestleTalkMerch.com, get yourself a Support Wrestling Screw Coronavirus t-shirt. 100% of the profits going into that pot. 
Absolutely. Josh D. Dynamics. Thanks for keeping us entertained yesterday. Show was great. The promo work on Raw was great from top to bottom. Yeah, not a not a single bad promo. Completely agree. Nick Corvello. Crazy how much Steve Carino has affected every single <laughs> industry. Yesterday, my co-workers and I were laid off our luggage travel store jobs, oh, unsurprisingly. Man. Silver lining, unemployment insurance, and time to catch up on shows. Well, I hope everything is okay, Nate. Yeah, I, absolutely. I really hope that. Nick, rather. Nick, sorry, Nick. Yeah, I also hope everything's weird. And, um, very uneasy times. Mm. Um, my wife might be out of work Same soon. Here. Yeah, mm. so it's, it's scary times, man. Uh, Akhil, as a sports entertainment enthusiast, I ask, which female sports entertainer do you think is likely to be the first to headline a Hall of, Flame, Hall of Fame class? Mm. Charlotte Flair. No, that's far away. Well, what legends have you yeah, had yeah. in the interim that will go in before Flair? Stephanie McMahon. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, even oh, you said it now. You, it. you put it out there oh, now, man. No. Uh, right, Red Dog. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for putting on the show yesterday. Made me forget about Steve. Raw made me forget how awful things are because it was bad. I love Cody's tweet. I don't think Raw was bad. Yeah. Um, I love Cody's tweet about someone saying, do you think it's a good idea to put on these AEW shows in front of no fans? And he's like, I think it's more important now than ever mm. to give people an escape, to yeah. tell people stories, to let them laugh and cry and feel. And I laughed so much at certain points during Will Ospreay's match with oh. B Priestley because Will, when he was like at the start of the match, when he was super cocky Will, and at one point just shouted, I'm Will Ospreay. Yeah, <laughs> he is something else. Um, also, thank you to Hawkeye Jeremy Runner, who was also in the chats today. Thank oh, you. Apparently. Thank you very much. Gazzatella of Rock and Roller. How's Luke after getting KO'd last night? Winky face emoji. Well, I think you can see. What's with the winky face emoji? This is a shoot. Yeah. Uh, Gaz Latola of Rock and Roller. Um, no Fans Monday was fantastic. Thanks to all involved for putting on an amazing show. Keep up the excellent work. Hashtag support rest talk. Hashtag make Chopper dance again. <laughs> I love that when Chopper was made to dance. <laughs> uh, Austin Tussie. Nice selling you, Mark. Seth could learn from you. <laughs> uh, Dez, did Luke take a stunner as well? I did not. I took a forearm to the face by Callum Newman. Uh, Lucas, Luke sells better than Seth Rollins. Simple Cuba, No Fans Monday was amazing. Really was. Uh, Hedy Hartman, this goes to help Luke with his hospital bills. Well, I live in a cool country where we don't have <laughs> hospital bills. Uh, people, thanks anyway. Thank you anyway. Um, Abdi Hussein, curse that local medical facility. Get well, Luke. Thank you very much. Glass Frame, thank you uh, last night for uh, No Fans Monday. Do you recall me super chatting months ago and suggesting uh, Blompy be hired by WrestleTalk? Ollie chuckled without reading it. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't. So many people used to yeah. text us that. <laughs> Matthew Robertson, great selling, Luke. No, not selling, mate. Uh, you are no Seth Rollins. Um, Pavi let Annie have his cage. I was a bit disappointed on No Fans, no, uh, no fans November. There was no arrests. Uh, do what's right for Luke. I think uh, it might have been No Fans Monday. But how did that autocorrect? I don't know, but there were no arrests on the night. Yeah. Um, Pavi let Annie have his cage. Luke and Ollie always say Seth doesn't sell injuries. Meanwhile, Luke is fine and talks completely fine. Should have had your head bandaged. I'm not selling, mate. I, I took a forearm to the face. Meanwhile, so, Luke is fine. That's, have you seen this? What's seen it? this, mate? You're only listening to it. Yeah, I'm struggling to get through this day. Matthew Robinson, WWE is missing a great opportunity with no fans to try and put on something different. They need to get rid of comedy skits and backstage gimmicks and try new stuff. Love the show you put on. Mm. I mean, yeah, they do need to try something different and innovate, but 
I think they need more promos, but maybe not in the ring. I, maybe that's your point. Uh, Brett J. Rausman, how much did you make in total from No Fans Monday? Yeah, so from Super Chats alone, um, stuff's still processing coming through, but £10,000. Oh, what an incredible which is number. Great. Uh, incredible. Unfortunately, YouTube takes 30% of that. Yeah. Uh, so 7000 uh, Injection. Get Keith Lee on the phone now to beat up David Starr for what he made Callum Newman do to Luke. How do you feel? How are you feeling, bud? Oh, Keith Lee versus David Starr. Oh, yes, please, mate. Love you could pounce him over the arena. <laughs> uh, Jesse Woodring. Uh, you should have... Uh, you, your show should have been called No Mark Monday. We like The Undertaker. Yeah. He I'll can come. Fine. He's yeah. welcome. Our backstage guy was called Mark. Mm. Um, Deanne says, so happy to hear Ollie said my name during No Fan Monday and pronounce mm. it correctly first try. Oh, wow. So here you go, boys. Another one from the Aussie land itself. And thank you very much for everything you've done for us fans. Oh, thank you for it. Honestly, you fans have done so much for us and for the wrestling industry as well. Uh, last night shows how supportive you can all be. Malloroy the Bear. I listen to the New Day podcast and they say they're the best wrestling, pod wrestling podcast in the world. That's a funny way of saying WrestleTalk. <laughs> well, we're the most adequate. Consistent. Consistent. That's what we've got. Uh, Nate drops surname. Luke's selling better than Seth. Uh, Matthew Robinson. Luke loved your bow tie on Monday. Ollie, that is why Chopper needs to dance. Hope you will recover from Monday as well. Yeah, Chopper is... a bit shaken is, up. Yeah, yeah. Beaten up, mate. Jeremy Smith, uh, changing work schedule has kept me from live chatting for months. Still a loyal pod swafter, but there's nothing like that sweet, sweet live chat. Stay healthy, you brave, brave boys. Thank you. Um, Injection said, number one, Luke, you missed out on Jeremy N in the shout out. And two, please do no, uh, please do no fans Monday. Yesterday was fun, but keep David Starr away from the show. Oh, David Starr's got to be on the show. Well, we'll try our best. Uh, missed out Jeremy N. From the Patreon shout outs? We do loads of Patreon shout-outs throughout the, the month. Yeah. We'll have a look into it. Uh, Matthew Robinson, I am a US military member in Italy. All okay. Thank you, guys. You make my day. Stay safe, Matthew. Thank you very much. Uh, Michael Dominguez, Luke equals Joel Gertner <laughs> slash Steve Carino, teach from home. <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about that. Indeed. Blake Carpenter, in these strange times, it may be appropriate to call off my feud with Ollie. <laughs> I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know who I could possibly be feuding with there. And lastly, thank you to Stone Sting for your donation and no message. Praying hands emoji. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, but let's get out of here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, before my laptop died, there was a fair few of you. And thank you all so much for not just your support of us on this stream with your super chats, but also for last night. Oh, it's where amazing. We, 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 you really blew us all away. I got quite emotional near the end. Uh, and it's because of you viewers at home. It's going to be a rough couple of months. We don't know what's going on with WWE, really. We don't know what's going to go on with the news cycle, with the review cycle, or whatever. But we are nothing if not consistent. And that's what we're going to aim to do. So subscribe. Make sure you check back here every day. We're going to be making videos, whether we're at home or in here. Well, what a show that was. Yeah, we've, we've recorded stuff in sequence this time. Yeah, it's been a nice change of pace, really, yeah. hasn't it? Um, apologies if uh, some people think there might have been some audio issues um, right at the start of the show. It's because people in the 2020s, it would seem, uh, the YouTube generation, do not like stereo. Mm. They only like mono. Um, which is incredible when you think how hard people work to create stereo and how many inv innovative geniuses use stereo to create some of the best music ever made. Well, it's a luxury. 
I think most bit a lot of people like the one ear. Why? Just because you want another ear out. So look, listen to other things. This is the problem with this generation. I only like to uh, listen to stuff when I'm static. <laughs> I think that's the case. You if listen I, to things when you're cycling. No, yeah, you're right there. But if, <laughs> if, if I have to, so I'm on the tube. Imagine I'm on the tube mm -hmm. and I am not touching anybody. Yeah. But the, the train stops. I pause my music. I don't know why I do this, don't ask me. It's only now I'm thinking about it. And then I walk out or I'll take one, ear, one earphone off of my head mm -hmm. so I can just sort of listen around. So if I were to do that, then I could only hear one side of the conversation. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I'm empathetic towards these folks. I'm not. I think they're idiots. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, tell us about the show last night, man. How was it well, being on the commentary desk? Yeah, well, I said very early on, I am not a commentator. Like, it was a conscious decision for us as WrestleTalk personalities to augment the show as opposed to be the focus because it wasn't it, it wasn't about us it was no. about the wrestlers so i was like look commentary loads of people even on the stream were saying oh i wish it was ollie and luke on commentary i'm like honestly you would not enjoy that no it wouldn't have been as fun <laughs> because commentary is is a really really tough skill set to have and it really takes loads and loads of practice and i didn't want to screw it up so mm. alex and costa Brilliant. They can just talk for England and yeah. they talk to each other. And then when they threw to me, I will say, yeah, this thing. And, oh, we've got a super chat from this person. That's all I was there for. I was the sort of social media lounge correspondent. To facilitate. But um, it was an interesting challenge. When they did ask me stuff, like when Callum was in there, mm. uh, the, they said, well, you know, why did you pick Callum Newman for the WrestleTalk sponsorship last year? And I, I, my head immediately went to, he's selling's amazing. I didn't say it, <laughs> but I was like, oh, I don't talk about wrestling in a kayfabe sense, yeah. which is what commentary is. I always sort of break down the stories. Oh, that was a cool move. I'm not really re like dissecting it on a commentary realism term. Mm. So yeah, I just, I just try to pretend as, because that's acting. Yeah, I don't really act. Well, you do pretty well on No Rolls Barred. Yeah, but that's... Uh, You're playing up a character, I suppose. And you weren't there to play up a character. Yeah, Joe's a character. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, I, I, it's very interesting to have done it, um, outside of all the coolness, obviously. It was a very interesting experience because I didn't... I never really appreciated that, about how my mind would immediately go to, oh, that was a cool story. Oh, I like the way they added that move in because mm. that foreshadows this later. Yeah. Oh, they work so well. Oh, my God, Callum's selling of that. When you're not... that, You can't bring attention to that in a wrestling match. Exactly. Just, yeah, it was really interesting. I thought you did pretty well from what I could uh, hear from the, the other side of the ring in our little area. Um, and obviously then when I was you know, in the hospital mm. waiting room. Um, but, yeah, I just thought it was a cracking show with some amazing matches like really really good like everyone went hell for leather with it it was absolutely connor mills and oh kyle my god darn near killed each other what a match that was yeah and it started off you know we're up, we had the highs of callum and star yeah and then the tag match was really fun and quite fast paced because we had robbie x in there and scotty davis who's amazing but what everyone is and then it's, it's Mills versus Fletcher. 
and they go pretty slow. Yeah, they go pretty slow for five minutes, and I, you know, my attention waned. But that was totally by design because when they started kicking it up a gear yeah. in the middle and last third, good God, it was amazing. They just kept serving up wrestling and more wrestling and more wrestling. They just they just kept going. It was absolutely incredible. What was your match of the night? Then? I I do think it was Callum Starr. Yeah. I thought it was such a great match. I thought they did really, really well. But actually, I, I, I'm i torn because I really liked the five-way scramble of Doom. Oh, yeah. So much fun. As you said, the tag match was great. And that main event of Will Ospreay versus B Priestley was... It was something else. It was, at times, actually quite difficult to watch because they were beating the hell out of each other. And B took this nasty bump where I was convinced that she'd hurt herself. Mm. Really, really convinced. Was that to the outside and yeah. she started to cry? Yeah. Oh, it's such a good technique. No one cries when they sell. Yeah. It really makes it believable if you can pull it off right. Yeah, it was just like, I had like, you know, like hand in my mouth mm. being like, oh my God, what is, are we okay? Are we actually okay over here? It was just incredible. It's really, really great stuff. I really, I don't know why you could, probably hear the commentary, mm. right? Um, the story that Alex brought to that Osprey B match. Because it did start off, like, I'm not lying, when it, the first three minutes after Will stopped doing his comedy stuff and just yeah. started beating up his girlfriend, I actually had a horror moment where yeah. I was like, oh my God. We've made an error. What have we done here? Yeah. This, it's quite uncomfortable. But then Alex just spun it into this story of how Will wants you to be the best you can be. He loves B more than anything in the world. So he's almost testing her. Mm. And, and that, that narrative played so well into the match and just brought this other dimension where it was almost like Will was doing all of this out of the goodness of his heart in some weird way. Yeah. I thought it was such a good story. But yeah, I'd give it to Callum and Star too. Yeah, it went really well when uh, Will did his promo at the end of the night as well, which mm. was just like, she is the toughest woman I've ever been in the ring with. And then, like, there were points when it was just like, there was like, Will's going on for a while here. He's uh, he's having a little chat with his old Will. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was, there were so many people in the chat that thought he was going to propose. I know, yeah. So yeah. many people thought he's going to propose. But um, <laughs> Will said, someone asked him about that on Twitter today. And he was like, I'd like to think if I was going to propose, it'd be a bit more romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I did, But really funnily, at, at the start of the show, before it began, uh, all the wrestlers had a meeting and it was agreed that no one would go crazy yeah. because this, you know, there's no fans live. Let's not kill ourselves, guys. And then OJMO and Paul Robinson went out there and killed each other. I, I was and then everyone else was like, all right, so that's the standard. Well, <laughs> I said this to, to my wife when I got home because I thought about that exact same thing. And I was like, I think that what happened is Everyone just stepped into the ring and forgot that advice and was just like, let's just do what we usually do. Because yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Connor Mills and Carl Fletcher certainly did not take on that advice of like, well, don't, you know, let's not try and kill each other, eh? I, lo I love those rest, everyone on that card. I love yeah. each and every one of them for that because they could have just done a house show. Yeah, yeah, they could have done. They could have done Rest Hold City. They went out there and killed each other. Yeah. Especially Mills and Fletcher. And yeah. and B and you know that the the Callum Star match, they were going real stiff. Yeah, real did. Callum did a moonsault off the stage. Mm, it was real just I loved it. But I haven't actually spoken to you about this. 
Will's promo. Mm. He cut two interesting lines where the, the news presenter in me was like, mm. Mm, yeah. uh, and it was, you know, people only say bees get in work around the world because I tell promotions to Booker. Yeah. Well, you know what? I haven't got that kind of power. Yeah. And people don't like me that much. <laughs> yeah. so who doesn't like Will? <laughs> he really is a genius. Yeah. Like watching him put together the show, he's mind for wrestling is beyond just physically talented. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. But the other one was when he, yeah, he yeah, said, yeah. Kenny, Bucks. Yeah, Cody, I miss you guys. I miss you guys. That was cool. Yeah, giving a shout out to them. You should all go check it out. Mm. If you've got, you know, a couple of hours free, if you're all working from home, um, you know, we released yesterday into the podcast feed our previously patron-exclusive podcast review of Survivor Series 1997 as a way to self-isolation uh, entertainment. That's nice. So, you know, you could go and listen to that. It's in the archives. Oh, I did make an error on it, though. I So we released, 90, like, Survivor Series 97. And I was like, okay, we have done one 97 show. And that was the one with the Montreal Screwjob, and it's the one with Brian Pillman died. And I was like, wow, I can't believe that was the same show. So I was just typing up my notes, and I recorded an intro for it, and I, and I put it out there. And someone replied to me saying, like, Pillman died for Bad Blood 97. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, because we also did Bad Blood 97 in the archives. That's why I'm thinking of it. We've done two 97 shows. So I went through, I re-recorded it. It took me, like, another extra half an hour to re-export it and re-upload it. Oh, mate. But it's out there anyway, so go and check that out. Um, and, you know, no fans money. It's available to mm. uh, to watch on demand. I highly recommend it. It was such a good night of wrestling. Plus, you get to see me get punched in the face, so which is, you know, some people will take a massive amount of glee in that. <laughs> uh, but we'll call it to a close there. I don't know if we're going to do another podcast in person. Mm. You know, we don't really know what's going to happen as of yet. The, we'll still do the review shows. Can you drive in? Uh, I could do it in Borlake. I don't know how clear the roads are. Maybe I just forgot that was an option. Yeah, could be an option. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, we, we are working out what we're going to do. We don't really know what the, the future quite holds yet. But what we can say is that content will still be going out, going out on the YouTube channel, going out up on the podcast feed. Um, it just might be slightly different, sounding a bit different, because we're doing it from homes via Google Hangouts. Who knows? But until then... Take care. I love you all. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.